Thank you for checking in. You are locked at, with RSVP with Jill Monroe live on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the show where we hit all the hot topics and trending headlines, you know, across entertainment, sports, culture, and lifestyle. We have a great show for you tonight, like we do every night. We have a guest, and, and of course, we have a question tonight, the good question. We definitely have a good question for you tonight. We also are going to let you know what you should get into this weekend, what you should watch, because there's a lot that's available out there. Your time is valuable, so we're going to give you some options. So let me get into the headlines, what we're going to talk about tonight, and tell you who our guest is. So we're going to talk about rapper G Herbo. He is being sentenced. We're going to get into what's going on, why, and how many years he's looking at. We're going to talk about Damon Dash. Damon Dash is still talking about him, Aaliyah, and Jay-Z. And he's talking about why he feels Jay-Z is still salty at him over Aaliyah. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about Stephen A. Smith. One of Stephen A. Smith's friends and colleagues revealed that Stephen A. has a beef with a female journalist. We're going to get into that, and we're going to get into was it okay to reveal this information. We're going to talk a little bit about Snoop Dogg. He says there is a reason Jay-Z has never invited him to the Rock Nation brunch. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about ex-NFL star Antonio Brown. He is after someone's wife. And he has plans for her, and he directed a quote about the situation to this man. Tell me if you think he is out of line under these circumstances. We have all that and more coming up, and our guest for the evening is Giovanni Watson. Now, you will recognize Giovanni for his time on Hollywood Unlocked, the podcast. You also have seen him all over your TV screen. We're going to get into that. And something that I just discovered tonight Giovanni was a dancer, y'all. He was on tour. So we're going to get into that because I need to know what that is like and those transitions from being on stage dancing to being in front of the camera because, you know, there's a story there. So we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, you know, I have a couple of conversation starters, just some little bits and tidbits and things that are happening that I feel like you should know and keep up with. So first of all, ASAP Rocky has directed his first commercial. It's for Beats by Dre, and it features a cameo of Rihanna. So if you're online, go check it out. It's on Beats and everything. It's a pretty cute concept. So go check out the Bahang Princess. Um. There is something happening as far as cars and something we all envisioned. I don't know if you watch like the Jetsons as a little kid, that cartoon. So pretty much everything that the Jetsons predicted we're living in now. We have the phone where we can see the person that we're talking to, right? We have robots that are cleaning our homes. We have robots that are controlling our lights, our doors, our windows. But the flying cars thing, that hasn't really swung around, right? Well... There is a California company that is about to attempt, at least, to make that happen. So we're going to get into a couple of those details when we come forward. You are listening to KBLA Talk 1580, RSVP with Jill Monroe. You are live checking in with RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. And as I promised... We're going to hit up these headlines, but I'm not going to do it alone. My guest has a lot of experience 
kicking these hot topics, an actor, a dancer, as I mentioned that I recently learned, and a filmmaker. So we're going to get into all of that plus these topics. Welcome Giovanni Watson to RSVP with Joe Monroe. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. Okay. I'm in the building, man. I'm, I'm happy and I'm blessed to be here. Thank you so much. Jack. You are in the building. So before we get into it, my good question of the night is, I saw on social media, there's been a lot of conversation and there was an article about flight etiquette. And are solo travelers obligated to give up their seat? or move when there's a family that wants to sit together? I say no. I say it's nice if they do, but they aren't obligated. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it depends on how I feel that day. You know, it's like if I'm at the movies and, you know, it's a group or a couple that wants to sit next to each other, but I'm in that seat, I'll give it to them. But it depends on who I'm sitting next to on the plane. And that seat is where somebody wants to sit next to them. It just depends on how I feel. You're not obligated to, just like you're not obligated to tip. Right. I mean, I feel like if, if you're giving me a seat that is equal, like I'm not going to give up my window or aisle seat to sit in the middle to help you out. Like something oh, like no. that. Uh -uh. That's not going to go down. But I'm not a middle seat guy. Yeah, me neither. And I'm short. So like people just want to crawl over me, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. So Giovanni, tell me how a guy from Gary, Indiana, Come Mike, on. Michael Jackson's home, you know, it's interesting. We've had like two or three other guests on in the past couple of weeks that have been for Gary. So you guys are lightning. I probably know. You probably it's, do. It's a lot of us out here. Okay. A yeah. little contingent. Yes. Okay. So at what point did you realize I'm headed to L.A. and were you already like touring and doing that? I know you have your early roots in performing arts in high school. Come on now, journalists. Come on. I'm saying we got to do a little bit of research. Um, we respect the process. <laughs> I, I left the nest um, at 16, 17 to come to L.A. Okay. Um, I even graduated from high school. I did like I graduated from homeschool. OK. Ooh. But yeah. you're right. But everybody <laughs> assumed everybody assumed that I had dropped out of high school. But little did they know I was out here dancing. I danced with a working with big artists. How, how does that happen? How does a guy from Gary, Indiana, that's still a teenager, get to L.A. and start working with big artists? Man, this guy by the name of Roro Roland Tabor. Um, he's a legendary choreographer. Um, choreographed and danced for Leah. Okay. MC Hammer. Um, Backstreet Boys. He's known for all the things for like Amorian's Touch, Icebox. He was choreographing for my sister like over how many years ago? And she was about to be an artist, and she was dope. And he came out there to choreograph for her, and I knew who he was. You know, I was a fan. So I seized my opportunity, and I tried to battle this man <laughs> at 16, 17, and he just You were you me, got served before yeah, you got served happened? He, he told me to shreds with a glass of wine in his hand. Oh, no. And didn't drop a drop. And he said, hey, man, if you have an L.A., man, here's my card. Un, un, unbeknownst to me, me and my sisters was coming to L.A. to shop to these um, labels, and I hit him up, and he said, come to this audition. And there was only about four guys in there, and it was for Amarion. Okay. Yeah. So there you are. So, okay, you had your Amarion moment, heartthrob out there doing your doot, doot, doot. Ooh, that was nice, though. <laughs> you know, little tick, little tick, uh -huh. right, right? Okay, so when you're a dancer, right, was it always in the plans, like, I'm going to go out there, I'm locking down in this dance thing, but what I really want to do is act, or did that come later because you're out here in L.A., Hollywood, surrounded by all aspects of the entertainment industry? Well, the acting was always first. 
um, you know, ever since I was a kindergartner, I played Martin Luther King in the kindergartner play. Um, and um, it was something that I always was drawn to because I had a personality. I was a class clown. Um, I was consistently getting um, kicked out the room, go to the principal office because I was always impersonating somebody. Or, And that's how I really found out how I could dance. It was this dude in school named Michael Franklin. Oh, I hate that brother. <laughs> Still to this day. Because he could really dance. And okay. I was a little jealous. I was a freshman. I was like, man, look at him dancing and stuff. And, and everybody was like, man, that, that actually wasn't bad. So I, I learned how to mimic, which acting became the passion. Okay. So when I came to L.A., I was really just trying to dance because I had got so good at it. You know, it was only like a handful of us back in Gary that can really get off. And um, the dancing didn't take off right away. I didn't know nobody. I was a new fish in the pond because I'm back in Gary. Light skin, green eyes. You're the eyes. one. You're the one. I'm the one. You're not Ever. flashing the green eyes tonight. Nah. You got some shades mm-hmm. on, but you know. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm about to come out here and kill. I come out here. It's 50,000 other light skinned dudes with green eyes. And I'm mad. Livid. But it took me some years. And then I finally got my one big, big break. And then after that, career with the dance just took off. And I did 15 years of that. Okay. And then I retired. A few years ago with Chris. Okay, okay. So you've been on tour with big ones. Well, I want to let you know if you're in the chat listening, you can call us up. 800-920-1580 if you have some questions for Giovanni or you know if you want to weigh in on any of these topics. Also hit up our socials, KBLA1580. I'm at Stiletto Jill. Giovanni, tell them where to find you. At Giovanni W. Okay. So... Continuing on, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with G Herbo. Are you a fan? Are you familiar with his music? Yeah, G Herbo, he's the homie. I don't know him personally, but he's from, he from the city next door to us. Okay, right there, right over in Chicago. Uh-huh. So he is facing 20 years behind bars. He's agreed to plead guilty in a Massachusetts federal wire fraud case. Um, the allegations accused him of using stolen identities to fund private jets, a Jamaican villa, and designer puppies. And then lying about it to federal agents. So a plea agreement, the terms are still being finalized. There's rumors that um, he's going to plead guilty to five years and multiple fraud charges. We don't know if that's it yet, but he is up for at least 20 years. Do you think in this era with Instagram and all of these things, the pressure is on these artists to keep up these images or are they doing it to themselves? Because there seems to be like a lot more scamming in hip hop. Like it was always there, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. But all of these people keep getting caught up in these scams and a lot of it just designer puppies. I ain't never. Listen, that puppy probably was about $80,000. I don't understand. I think it's a little mixture of both, honestly. I mean, what's better than saving your own money? I mean, but you, so you've been here, you've been around it, you see how the influence is, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you've come across someone that's been affected by the lights or wanting to fit in. Do you, mm-hmm. Have you come across anyone like that? I'm not asking I was, I was, that was me myself at one point. Really? Yeah. I was caught in the lights for a moment until I had to go through that fire and realize I got to be in this world, but not of it. You know, okay. I learned to put my spiritual armor back on. And I try to tell a lot of people, young people, especially dancers coming out from all over the world, don't get caught them blind, them, them lights, these R, these double R signs and these Lamborghinis. Because half of it is just fake. They taking them joints right back to the rent, the rent spot. I mean, but look how far he's willing to go. And I, I mean, I... And G-Herbo, you got money, man. Right. Well, we can't count nobody else's pockets. We can't. We can't. We don't know. But at least on the surface, it appears that you have 
business moves or things Mm -hmm. that are happening that you should not have to go to these lanes. But at what point, though, do we look at ourselves as consumers? Do we? Because, you know, I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg, right? Because you think about early rap and those guys were trying to look like the dope dealers on Mm -hmm. their block, right? So now we have this whole cycle where we've had, you know, generation of that type of hip hop thing, but we still have our guys like going to jail. So was he using like cards or somebody? Yeah, like cards and identity. So basically, okay, so let me break it down, right? Let me break down what supposedly happened. So, um, according to the charges, in November 2018, G. Herbo lied to U.S. federal agents regarding his relationship with a Chicago rap promoter. So, the rap promoter is the mastermind behind the identity theft scheme. So, G. Herbo says that he's never received anything of value from the guy. I think his name is Strong. The charges allege that since 2016... He had given G Herbo exotic car rentals, private jet charters, and other valuable goods. And they have text messages, Instagram DMs, and that they show that they've been in contact for years. So he's probably going to have to pay $140,000 in restitution to a number of alleged victims, including $10,000 to Woof Woof Puppies in Michigan. Not Woof Woof Puppies. Woof Woof Puppies. Wow. But here's the thing. But. G Herbal did this or the, the, the promoter so, do? Well, the things that I just listed off are things that G Herbo got from the promoter do. Oh, man. I guess, but I, I don't know how it works. They're saying he received these things and he lied about it when the feds came to talk to him. Well, but they have text messages and DMs of something exchanged. Because the feds have like a 98% conviction rate. So uh, I feel like when they got you... If he knew about it, then he's in trouble. But if he honestly did know about it, I don't think he should be in trouble. Well, they said they have two years worth of information. And, you know, unfortunately, like most people, he is going to come to a plea agreement and work through that. Jesus. So good luck to him good with luck. that. Good luck. Bless up, G. You know, um, Magic Johnson is in the news. He has added another piece of a team franchise to his collection. So he's hoping to add another ring because so far he's gotten rings in all the other teams that he's had ownership in. He is now one of the new co-owners of the Washington Commanders. Mm. And he calls it the biggest achievement of his business career. Really? Yeah. So he said that. Um, he grew up as a huge football fan and it's always been his dream. And now he gets to buy into a storied franchise. So never we, heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, they used to be called something else back in the day okay. and they were the Washington football team. I kind of feel like they should have left the Washington football team as their name. Kind that of. That was the name of it? For in, uh, in between time. Yeah. No, nah, they should change it. They should definitely stay with the name now. Washington football team, that's the team <laughs> that name, was the it's football team. Well, before that, you know, it was a name that we can't really say anymore for all of those years. Oh, I don't know why. I don't get it. But I'm going to do my research on it. Okay. Um, it's a name <laughs> that Indians, Native Americans, oh, were offended by. Yeah. Native Americans was offended by it. Yeah. Oh, yes, mio, Santa Maria, Guadalupe. So okay. <laughs> that's what that was. But so now Magic has a, t- a piece of that franchise. Jen- Dan Snyder, who was the owner, who was accused of many, many things, <sighs> being a bad owner, racism, all of Jesus. that stuff, walks away with $6 billion. So. Hey, well, I could be, a, uh, you can say all that stuff about me too if I'm walking away with $6 billion. Right. Okay. So one of the things that I've also learned tonight 
And you mentioned, you made reference to it, that you learned to mimic really well, and that's part of your thing with acting. How did you pick who you would master as far as impersonations? And who are you going to bring out for me tonight? Oh, man. You got to. You know, sometimes I really don't know. I just be watching people, like... I be looking at you, and I just start like moving my mouth. Or I'm, oh, like, please don't do me! No, I'm not gonna do you because okay, I have okay, to okay. I have to be around you. <laughs> okay, but like if I'm with my friends or uh-huh. you know, um, I just start my body. I just it's just what God put in me to like start just tr- like absorbing people's energy as far as like their body language, the way they talk. But I really started really practicing great on like Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, Terrence Howard, um, Doc Rivers, um, Will Smith. Um, so those are just a handful. So who's your favorite? Um, Whoever you pick is who you have to do. You know that. Okay. I mean, I got a few favorites, but I, I you know, Charles, you know, that, that brother. I mean, let's, okay, let's talk about it right now. KBLA 1580. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Let me tell you something. When I was working at Subway and I was the face of Subway, you would come get a $5 buck buck. That would be a bag of chips. A bill. Let me tell you something. He can never stay on topic. Right. He jumped all around the place. And, and it's not basketball. It's basketball. That is true. There are some missing inflections in there, Charles. That's what gives him character, right? <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned a lot of sports stars. Are you a big sports fan? <laughs> or do you think that those are just um, like personalities that are big enough that it, it was easy to grasp their characteristics? Um, that is just their unique voice. Because, okay. you know, when Steven talks, he talks like this. Right. You know, he, he, he wouldn't even go up here and then he'll come back down and say, listen, if LeBron James is going to win this championship, I'm going to really need him to really focus in. Okay, okay. It's just, it's like, I always With tend to nasal, get. nasal, you got Yeah, all. I always okay. get to tend and get, if you got a unique voice, I could, I could probably get you. Okay. So you mentioned how that helps you um, as far as developing your love of acting. How do you incorporate that when you are developing a character? When I'm when I'm I break it down I break if I book a role I do what I it's called a character breakdown, it's something that's not even probably in the script or the size they might not even give you enough but I book a role and I sit and determine and decipher why is this person like this what makes him like this how should he walk how is his voice you know um, I played Reggie Wright Jr. on the uh, murders of Biggie and Tupac when, okay on Solve I played three ro- uh, recurring roles on there and I had the opportunity to talk to Reggie Wright. And I couldn't meet him in person, but I had the opportunity to speak to him on the phone and got his voice down and his mannerisms down. And he said, hey, man, you made me look real innocent. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said? Okay, so will you know that there's some news about Tupac and there was a warrant served in Las Vegas? Yeah. What are your thoughts surrounding, since you worked on a project related to that, and you obviously, in playing that character, got to see some insight into the case that maybe, you know, you didn't know at the time or maybe hadn't locked in on. Do you feel differently about the case and the facts surrounding it now after having played that character and as things are coming out? Man, it was that's such a great question because after... Um I was blessed to do that show. That show, which I will not mention the platform it's on. Right, can't um, do that. They really showed the love and camaraderie between Biggie and Pac, how much of a friends they were. I had the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Greg Kading. He was the real-life investigating officer on it. And um, that script, a lot of things didn't make the script because it was too honest. That's why if you watch it, it's all the whole show is pretty much from the POV 
of the police department. Yeah, that's what I thought was interesting about it because we've seen so many versions, but mm -hmm. being in that, so continue on because I'm curious to hear what you kind of have changed your mind about. Um, I strongly believe, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, and I'm going to just kind of speak in par parables. Of course. You know, the same thing that happened to Nip, uh, I feel like happened to both of these brothers after reading the uh, this script and being on set with um, Bone, um, the guy who was actually um, the acting coaches for myself and helping us get the, the accent down, or and for the guy who played Mark Rose uh, that played Pot. You know, you, you get to see these brothers talking. You know, you get to hear some stuff and that they can't say, but I know now what I didn't know then. And that's all I'm going to say. So you feel totally different about oh, it. Completely. Okay. Okay. Interesting process. So as a fan, right? Because you're when you step into a role where it is someone who actually existed in its real life, I'm sure that there's something different in your approach than when it's a total fictional character and made up. So when you do you approach that any differently? I know you mentioned talking to him, but does it do you think about your characterization in a different sort of mindset or form because this person exists? Well, one thing, I look exactly like him. Okay. And I think that's the reason why I got the role because the audition, I'm not going to lie, I went in there drunk and I ended up throwing up. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, did you have a light night out? Like, was that a coping mechanism? No. The time? Okay. Sometimes I used to get these, these little bzzz in me so much. And this was like my first network thing at okay. Anthony Hemingway. Um, Shiny boots on. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. and um, he had me come in, and um, I had a few too many, like, warm-up shots. To settle yourself. To settle myself. and um, But I got it because not because I can't do the job. But I looked like him, and it was scary. I thought okay. it was my dad because I don't know my dad. <laughs> Are we kidding? <laughs> I'm dead serious. What? Okay. <laughs> We're going to come back to that in a second. I just, Leslie Holmes shouted you out. She said you look just like him. I'm not sure if that was Chuck or Stephen A., but she is rolling in the chat. So Thank you. They're, they're being entertained and enjoying that. So really quickly, break this down for me in 60 seconds or less. Are you kidding when you say you don't know who your dad is? Or are you being facetious because this man was on the east coast at some point in time walk no, me through that I a little bit I, no i have listen my close friends know i got this joke and i have a lot of get-togethers at uh me and my old lady's house and we have these hosting things and when everybody somebody's about to leave i'll be like oh cool you about to be out just like my dad huh okay no <laughs> giovanni i'm no, not lying no no i i know that you are not lying but we're gonna release that we're gonna release you you gotta that. find a happiness in that pain that's you why do. i laugh at it Okay, so one thing I will always say that I love about us as black people, and when we come forward, we'll get into more of that, but I believe that we use laughter to heal our pain, and we laugh at some things that are inappropriate, but it's a release. It's stopping something that could be yeah. far worse uh -huh. or far more depressing than whatever the situation may well, already be. You don't want to hit the other one I laughed at. Okay, no, we, we're going to save that. We're going to save that. We're going to keep that in the tuck. Um, Leslie Holmes said she was laughing at both of them, so shout out to her. When we come forward, we'll have more with Giovanni Watson. You are listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. We have news and sports coming up next.
Okay, look at you. Alright, if you were on YouTube, look, check it out. That's why you need to be watching the Ustream or download the app. Take us with you wherever you want to go. You know, that is the benefit of that. So, I hope that you've been paying attention. Because we've been having an interesting conversation with my guest, Giovanni Watson. We talked a little bit about his dance career, hence the You Got Served moment that <laughs> Andy so graciously just gave us. Throw it up. Um, Andy, I mean Andy. Giovanni did dance for Armarion at one point. Oh, it's got to go down the list. Let's go down the list. Uh, work with O, Will I Am, tour with him, Tamar Braxton, Kiki Sheard, Beyonce, Chris Brown, Mario, uh, Sade. I've done. I've done. I did, R, I, R. Kelly. Look, hey, 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 <laughs> Chardet. That's interesting because that's not someone that you generally think of that has you know background talent with her because they're a band and then you have her. Mm -hmm. So what was that experience like? It was um, a one-off. It was a party for this super rich guy. Okay. I'm not gonna say his name. Okay. But he's a super rich guy. He flew us out to London, and. Um, we just, for some reason, she just wanted some dancers. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. So what was it like dancing for Chris? Because I imagine that's a high-energy thing. Oh, man. That's, listen, I'm retired now, but that's the only person that could get me to come back. Really? Chris. That seems like that would be intense. Like, how long are the practice sessions? Um, I've done a few videos with him. Uh, those days consisted sometime of, like, 10 hours a day. Yeah. Okay. I listen. Andy, what say you? You got a question? I hope I'm not uh jumping the gun. Uh Go ahead. Miss Jill. What's that? But I got to ask him now. Okay. Top 5 dancers that are alive. That's oh, a great Come question. That's great. Great. Um dancers that are alive. So you know we're going Michael Jackson's number 1. Absolutely. Um Chris Brown number 2. We're going to go with um Usher. So you think Chris over Usher? Is this a personal bias or really? No, Chris over Usher for sure. Usher just got a grown man swag. It's a different type of dancing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but Chris is in grown man territory at this point. Nah, yeah, it's different. It's different. Okay. Now, when it comes to freestyling and, voca and vocabulary and the dancing, Chris, all day. Um, MC Hammer. Okay, okay. Um, I, I approve of that. I am happy about oh, that. MC Hammer is insane because people don't respect like it's so interesting uh, andy giving it up he's going crazy in the booth shout out to that so for me i, I still got one more though okay we're gonna get on your one more but i'm gonna share my mc hammer moment with oh you go ahead i feel like you would appreciate it and it's not about pumps in the bump okay <laughs> so when mc hammer first dropped right it was at a time East Coast rap was still dominant. West Coast rap had like Young MC, Tone Loke, but they weren't really dancing in their stuff. MC Hammer came with that Bay Area swag and dominated. Like they danced hard as heck, but were smooth Shout and just, Roro. you know, Swoop. rolled it out. He even had a doll, man. So. Yeah, I'm, I know. And you know what? I'm going I'm to recant on Usher. I'm taking him out. What? I'm putting James Brown in there. And okay, then, okay. And then my fifth one is not a person, it's a group, and it's Troop. Troop over New Edition? Troop 
can outdance new addition. Listen, I love Troop. Like the Mama Cita video when they're the Skyway comes, the camera comes over and they hit that pop pop. Because they 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 know how to dance and they was poppers too. Right. They, like, new edition pop. Don't you remember the first video Popcorn Love, black and white popcorn? Come on. Go home and watch Troop. I I don't have I know Troop in, like. Oh, in you my know mind. you was there. I was a fan. I don't mean I wasn't there, but I was a fan. <laughs> I was a fan. I was paying attention. But it's so many. I, I watched man. it on you can't video. Just put so. it five banks. Then I gotta say Jackie Wilson. It's just so many. Fred Astaire. Okay. The Nicholas Brothers. It's a lot. Okay. Okay. Shout out to you for mentioning Fred Astaire. He did change some things. You know, that's an interesting. Com- well, you are a dancer. Well, you gotta so. know your foundation. Okay. I appreciate that, Andy. You know, forever. Me and the homies, we used to always uh, debate between who was a better dancer, Omarion or Chris Brown. Oh, Chris Brown. And and me, I used to always advocate for Omarion, Omarion simply because when you look at Chris Brown when he first came into the game, Chris Brown was doing a lot of the stuff that Omarion already had done. Early on, I agree Damn. with you. Early on, I would agree with you. I think coming in, Omarion was better than Chris Brown. But I think as it evolved, I think Chris, you can actively see Chris incorporating more dance styles as he got older in a way. Well, it's a good thing about that, Andy, because you made the same debate that my my boy who actually choreographs for Roro, uh, choreographs for Omarion. In the beginning, O was by far. But as the years went by, Chris just took over because Chris started putting that work ethic in and O'Head took a hiatus. You know, he cut his hair off. I feel I, he went through the Samson thing. He took, he cut his braids off. I said, when he cut his braids off, that's when he lost That's when he made the difference. And don't ever forget about Genuine too. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, here, somebody in the chat has a word that they would like to put into the list for, um, you know, selection to see if we've missed something. Terry Terry says, Bobby Brown would like a word, please. Ooh. Bobby Brown would like yeah. a word, please. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is a pretty interesting yeah. list. It's hard to pare yeah. it down. Okay, I, I, I got a way. Let's keep it to, because Bobby Brown had a relevant album. He had some platinum hits in the 90s, right? So I'm going to group some errors together that don't go together. Bobby, right? Usher, Chris. Bobby, Usher, Chris. Genuine. Order those for me. And Omarion. <laughs> uh, Bobby, Usher, Chris. Chris, Usher. No, Chris, Usher. Okay, are, is Bobby in his, in his peak? Yes, we okay. were talking 89. Okay, Don't Chris, be cool. Uh, energy. Chris, Chris, Bobby, Genuine. Uh, who's this? Uh, who was the other one you said? Usher. Usher. And who was the fifth one? The other one? O. And O. Okay, so Omarion's last of that group? Yeah. Okay. I hope you don't hear this. I love you, O. <laughs> okay, no, we're just hypotheticals. Everybody is amazing. No, they all have their own place, and they have all done things and established something. Each one moved it forward. They're all of a certain era yeah. that represents a certain time period. Amarion transitioning from boy group to solo artist. That was a moment. B2K was cold, too. We you can know, talk about this. For, oh, this could be a whole other show. It really could be because Amarion set the stage for Chris. To yep. make his entry. And Chris is very admin and lets people know that he looked up to all. And then, you know, and we know Usher 
from the 90s on, he was that path because we think there was a lot of male artists, especially in the 90s, but not many that had the dancing and the singing and the hits that yeah. Usher did. He had, that's what makes a superstar, right? That's he right. had that rare air, you know, even though like there were moments because you think about the 90s and 2000s and then we'll get off this. But um, that that was the era, too, of producer sounds. Right? right. So when you think about producer sounds, producers were loaning their sounds out mm -hmm. to other people. So a lot of those tracks sound very similar yeah. and you know it worked for this one but this one tried to cut and paste and thank you babyface it didn't go no teddy way. riley you know the era of the super producers when we come forward we'll have more with giovanni watson we're going to talk some more about these trending topics all that and more you're checking out kbla talk 1580 now back to more captivating conversation on rsvp with jill monroe, jill monroe. Hey, you are checking out RSVP with me, Jill Monroe, here on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, remember, if you want to call in, you have some conversation, you have your own dancers list, you feel like we left someone out, and you want to get into that, give us a call, 800-920-1580. I am having a great conversation with my guest, Giovanni Watson. We were talking about his top five dancers, and we got into a little debate, a little side convo. We added some to the mix, but... I got a text. <laughs> Andy also suggested this. So obviously, this is a question that's on a lot of people's mind. And I have to ask you, Giovanni, who are your top five female dancers? Uh, dead or alive or occurring or old new? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Uh, Janet. Yes. Um, Paula Abdul. Okay. Um, Straight up. Fatima Robinson. Okay. Um... Uh, <laughs> um, Rosie Perez. Oh, yeah, okay. cause she had a she had this real no, I know she style had that I love. She Rosie was bouncy and that yeah, hair I love was that. going and the way that she would rock down the Soul Train line. But uh, I don't. I love Rosie, but I don't know if I feel like her strongest choreography, like her strongest trait, was as a choreographer. Dancer, and I know we're not. Big stuff. I mean, I know she did, but I don't know that I loved it. That's just maybe my personal preference. Like, wrote, come on now, what she did at the opening of Do the Right Thing, that is iconic. That mm -hmm. we had never seen imagery like that on film. So, mm -hmm. but continue with your list. And, I didn't mean um, to interrupt. I'm curious. It, no, it's fine. Because um, I think we only got one left. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's just, um, yeah, I was going to say Sierra. Sierra, Sierra. No Beyonce, no Tina Turner. I'm just nah, asking. Nah, Beyonce is cool. Cool. Okay. She's cool. Okay. All right. I'm Here's the, I respect. No, I respect Cece like crazy because Cece is one of those you could tell she, you know, she, she has dance, that like down too. south exactly. And when she got on top of the what was it a Cutlass in the O video? You better know the exact car. Ever. Come on, what with the listen? She, and then Luda came through. She was bucky naked under that fur coat. On that cutlass. Listen, they were breaking it down. That is a classic video moment. That song still goes. Luda's voice and lyrics were so clear. The imagery, the whole thing. Yeah, they set it up. Mm -hmm. But you, you, you got down with the with the uh, the uh, Paul Abdul though. Oh, straight up. Come on now. Now tell me. Do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Caught up in a hit and run. What? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I understand Paul and. Paula was a Laker girl, yep. and Paula choreographed Janet Jackson. So that, to me, is 
perfectly acceptable. I, I take you. Paula. You know your ish. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Andy, what say you? I don't know what year, but it was between 2005 and 2009, BT Awards, Sierra Chris Brown performance. Yes, I was there. I was there. I can tell you what year it was because I w well, no. Was I at that? I think <laughs> maybe I'm lying. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe oh. I was at it a year after that. I think that was 2006, though. I think it was 2006. I'm not sure. Um, so we have some more names to add to the mix from the chat. They want to throw in, someone threw in Chris Tucker. Because of the Michael Jackson thing. I'm going to let you ride with that. But Leslie Holmes said, "Don't we can't forget Miss Debbie Allen. That is a cold yes. one. Debbie, Debbie can do any dance style. She's still, still doing, doing it. it at 70-something years old. Mm -hmm. I adore Debbie Allen. She was a quadruple threat. Act, dance, direct. write, direct, all of it. Mm -hmm. Like a complete package. Love that. They also mentioned Lady Gaga. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's in the chat. Madonna. Madonna, no, I'm not mad at Madonna. Madonna in 82, come on, she was hanging out in the New York hip-hop scene with Basquiat and all of that. They're and really Holiday was my jam, okay? There is someone here being a little yeah, bit of a, that, a little bit of sour. Really? <laughs> really? I, 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 80s Madonna, I, I might take it. I might, I don't know who I would take off, so I might mm -hmm. not take it that far, mm -hmm. but I might take it. Rihanna, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking <laughs> that. I love Rihanna, I love Rihanna down. And let me tell you, I'll go see Rihanna do her stand, half dance, two step, oh, and then rind in the middle. I do it. I got it. Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Okay. Missy Elliott. Okay. Andy's confused, but Missy has great choreography. Missy gave the visuals. Think about like she's the B word video. Think about the one minute man video. She's not a it's just the imagery that that hi hat puts behind her makes her look like she's an incredible dancer. The staging, the, the staging, like the choreography, the showmanship mm -hmm. of it brings uh -huh. it to another level. So <laughs> let's go. Okay, Thomas Outlaw said Tiana Taylor. Oh, I'm not yeah, mad yeah, at yeah, yeah, Tiana yeah, 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 Taylor yeah, yeah, is out yeah, here yeah. saving lives and careers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You really got to, I applaud that. Tiana what she Hall. is doing for these young artists, yep. and they need it because she is bringing showmanship to their stage shows, mm -hmm. some professionalism, some vision. She's creative director Little Baby's tour now. Exactly. We talked about that the other night, so hopefully he comes back with something because, you know, people are spending a lot of money for these concert tickets, and um, yeah. So... <laughs> Giovanni, why are you laughing at me? Really? That's just it's funny. a really thing uh -huh. that that was kind of comedy. So Giovanni, you also recently produced your own short film. Talk to us about that. Okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not a short film. It's a TV series. It's a TV series. Oh, my bad. Nah, it's a pilot. It's a pilot. It's okay. gonna be a TV series. That's in gonna the name be of a tennis series. Yes. Amen. Thank okay, so asking. tell us about it. It's called The West. Um, the ties that bind. Me and my producing partner. Um, um. Bam Erickson and Ty Edwards. Um, we created this to originally to tie into the Power Universe. Okay. Basically, um, if anybody watches Power knows that Tommy was supposed to come to L.A. That's right. So when he turned that car around and went back to Chicago, I came up with the idea said, what would be going on in L.A. while all this other stuff is going on in the Power Universe? Uh, we shot it. It did very well. 
We um, showcased it at um, Dave Brown's Indie Film Night. Okay, shout out to Dave Brown, OG Industry. Got a lot of eyes on it, and now we're in the bed with a few people. Okay, I like to hear that. We love to hear about indie work, people doing their thing, making their opportunity happen, not just waiting for it to come. Hey, man, I learned that from Marlon Wayans. Shout out, Marlon. I love you, man. Okay, okay, we like Marlon Wayans. He's fun. Marlon has gotten funnier as mm -hmm. he has gotten older. He's, like, really stepping into his grown man comedy bag uh -huh. yeah you love to see it i do at least you know me too absolutely so all right tell us once again where we can find you because you know they're gonna want to tap in oh man you can find me my address is one one nine one four oh wait no 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 oh, not my house i mean listen you want them to show up at your door <laughs> no. i mean we could have that too but i don't no. think that's the type of heat you want nah. especially not the way la is set no, up right I'm now playing. i'm joking you can just find me on instagram <laughs> at giovanni w g-i-o-v-a-n-n-i-w um or 37thfilms.com okay we like that and before i let you go any thoughts or feelings about the current strike or are you just like in solidarity and we gonna make this do what it do it's funny because i'm actually um having to head out to do a uh sketch regarding the strike that i wrote okay and, um, i'm gonna give it away because it, it, it's it's really good so it's basically um training day it's the scene from training day okay and it's basically um are you just, Zoe or are you Ethan Hawke's character? I'm Denzel's character. Okay, okay. So it's just basically the, my take on that about the strike, doing it in a parody way. But my thoughts about it is um, we have to stand together for what we want. We have to stand together as a, a family because we do a lot of hard work. We write a lot of things. You know, we are entitled to our likeness. We are entitled to us being not used, not getting somebody else to be replaced. And don't, 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 give us, don't want to give us no bread. We're entitled to more benefits. These writers are, you don't have a show without writers. These writers do need to be on set sometimes. These writers should have input. You know, actors, new faces, middle faces, big faces, we all need our benefits. And if we march and stand together, eventually somebody's going to have to crack. If you don't That's crack, right. then you guys don't have a show. They're canceling shows left and right. And pretty soon we're just going to be at home watching YouTube. I know that well. It's nothing wrong with watching YouTube. We're watching on YouTube thing. right now, but we also want to be able to check out our scripted shows and exactly. all the things that we appreciate so we can check things out everywhere. Okay, really, really quick, 60 seconds or less. We asked this question the other night. I'm going to ask you right now. Out of these four Eddie Murphy classic movies, which one is your favorite? Coming to America. Okay. Uh, you don't need. You don't, <laughs> yeah, I ain't got to go you no don't gotta, I don't even got a listening thing. Okay, that's okay. my favorite Will Smith movie. What's your favorite Will Smith movie? Seven Pounds. Okay, that is a deep movie. I cry like a girl every time I watch it. I have never watched that more than once. I watched it the first time, and I was like, I'm good. I don't need to reflect on work through that again. It's an amazing movie, though. Okay. Okay. I like Focus. Trash. I, you think it's trash? I thought it was kind of interesting. Not because it's a great movie, but I just thought that the story, and there was something yeah, interesting about it, randomly. It. You're like, nope, don't work mm -hmm. for me. It's okay. We can all have our little side things that we're like, mm, maybe. Because next time you have these questions, uh -huh. like me, I just fired off quick and said, come to America. Yep. You got to immediately come out with an, okay, so well, you know what I'm saying? L okay, listen, listen, I can ask questions all day, but I know you got to go. I do. Give and, me one more, though. Okay. Let me ask you this. Favorite or who's better, Beyonce or Janet? Thank you for having me on the show. See? See? I really appreciate See? this. You say you want the smoke. That, you don't that, want the smoke. Okay, uh, not just a little puff. You already know what I was going to say. I do, but I'm just going to ask. Janet Jackson. Now, this Janet Jackson that's on this tour right now, is, uh, uh, but it's still Janet Jackson. 
listen, Janet is doing amazing for her age. Thank you so much, Giovanni. <laughs> I appreciate you. you here. You are listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. When we come forward, we will have more trending topics and headlines on the other side. News and sports. Check it out.